Welcome to The Author's Journey with number one international best-selling author and in-demand publisher, Rebecca Hall Greider. Today, we'll showcase the works of an amazing best-selling author, find out the story behind their book, and explore ways to bring your message powerfully forward. Now, here's your host, Rebecca Hall Greider. Welcome, everyone. I hope that you're having an amazing day. Honored to be connecting in with you on the author's journey where we talk to best-selling authors and experts in this space that are supporting best-selling authors and helping them reach more people with their transformational information and content. So I'm really excited to have you joining us today. We have a special guest that is just an amazing strategic expert in the PR space. And one of the things we've discovered is really important is that you want want to make sure when you are sharing your book out that you're including expanding your reach and getting in front of additional audiences, not just the people that you already know and are connected with. You want to make sure that you're continuing to get in front of more and more people. And that's where we think it's a great idea to consider putting together a PR campaign. You want to have a marketing strategy. You want to have support so that you're able to bring your information, your expertise to more and more people. So just thrilled to have Roy joining us today, and he's going to be sharing some of what he sees in the world of PR and some of the changes and myths and truths so that you're really getting great information as you are looking at um, evaluating if that makes sense to bring into your approach of getting your book out there, of really reaching all the people that you are called to reach. So let's take a moment, take a breath, focus in. This time is for you. You get to be poured into and supported. And in order to receive the most out of our time together today, here are my tips for success. Grab a piece of paper. Be ready to take notes when you get those thoughts, ideas, and suggestions that can serve you. Capture them. So often we move on to the next shiny thing and we forget the brilliant thing we just heard. (laughs) So take some notes as we're talking. Really capture those tips and insights to support you on your journey. Choose to be fully present, mind, body, soul, and spirit, not half present. Be really present so that you can receive everything that is here for you, that it can support you in all that you are looking to do. And then be open to new ideas, new ways of looking at things, at really seeing how things are working now versus maybe how they used to work or how we think they work. What an opportunity to learn from an expert who's on the front lines every day supporting authors in this way. So we have a great opportunity to learn from an amazing expert today. So let's have our learning ears on (laughs) and we're open to receive great information to support us on our journey. And then I think it's great to have an intention. So really think about when you're looking at um, PR or you're thinking about what you see in media out there. Maybe you're looking at the um, mainstream television or cable or you're seeing stuff going on Instagram and you're looking at where do I fit in all of this? How can I reach more people? 
um, think of a couple questions you might have around that, things you would like to learn and understand. We're going to go through some of the frequently asked questions and things that we find people aren't asking, but wouldn't it be great if they did ask and knew this would help make a big difference for them? We're going to talk about that today. And hopefully, we'll cover some of your questions. But here's the thing, if we don't, we're going to give you an opportunity at the end of the show of how you can follow up to find out that additional information. So welcome. Thrilled to have you joining us today. Let me take a moment to introduce our amazing guest. His name is Roy Billington. He is an experienced PR professional and co-founder of Red Clover Digital. They specialize in helping authors grow their brands. He has an MA and has spent the last 10 years working in PR. His initial experience and background was working in the sports space, placing athletes on ESPN and US Today, as well as some of the larger media outlets. He is passionate about helping you strategically grow your author brand and actually get in front of your ideal audiences so you can reach the people you're trying to reach. Please lean in and warmly welcome the powerful and dynamic Roy Billington to the show. Welcome. Hey, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your audience. Help them out. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm thrilled you're able to uh, join us today. I know your schedule is so busy, so I just highly value this time. And I know you're just going to share great information with our guests today. And we're just thrilled and honored to have you as part of our team in another way that uh, we can help authors reach more people. And I'd love to, to start our conversation with two things. One, why is the work that you do helping authors in this way, why is that personally so important to you? Yeah, I feel so, something huge to me is is respecting the amount of work that goes into creating a book. Um, mm. For a lot of authors, it's, it's their life passion that's being put on paper. And what I really want to do is get them the audience they deserve. I want to give them the opportunity to have the most eyes possible um, on their work and for their work to be appreciated and find its own space. So for me, when I meet a new author, all I try to do is, is figure out who they are, what they want to do, and facilitate them getting to the next level. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that that appreciation value of how much work it is to bring their book forward and then to create that and birth that and, and share it in the world. And I can hear your your deep care and connection to helping them get it out there to reach all the people it's it's called to reach. Because I think there's nothing more painful than creating this amazing thing that can change the world and then the world doesn't know. <laughs> it's just sitting Absolutely. there. Uh, it's it's important that, that it gets out there. And one of the things we mentioned in your bio and we're going to be talking about developing in our conversation is the, the term author brand. And I think that's a new term for a lot of our authors. And, and I'd love for you to take a moment and just explain what you see as an author brand out from the, the media's perspective. What is that and why is that important? Yeah, so... So you hit the nail on the head and you said it's, it's a relatively new phenomenon. So with the birth of social media, there was this rush to get as many followers as possible to get your name out everywhere. 
and there was the rise of the influencer, but that's kind of dialed back down now. Um, on a personal level, brands need to appeal to a, to a set demographic, and that way, that's where the author's brand becomes important. So instead of trying to appeal to everyone all at once, what I find the most important thing now is for authors to cultivate their own community that are passionate about what the author is about. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's the, the key to growth is is finding a niche where you fit and uh, providing an, an audience with great content. And and how does the book fit into and the author are they they one and the same or how does that fit into that niche into that brand? that they are growing, serving, and hopefully um, building. How, how do those pieces tie together? How are they the same and different from the book, the author, the brand? Yeah, so a book by itself uh, can't be a brand because a person needs to be behind it. So you need to be the, at the fore and you need to be in front of people sharing your message that goes beyond um, your book. And a lot of instances, a lot of people's first um, introduction to you will not be through your book. They'll be through your own personal branding. So, for example, if, if we had an author who had written a, you know, a really great um, book about, you know, living your best life or achieving your goals, no one is going to see that book unless they see the author first. And that's the power of branding. So what I do in my line of work is I, I find the opportunity for the author to speak to people. Uh, to speak to media that will, you know, push them out to a larger audience. So their own niche will naturally gravitate towards them, if that makes sense. Beautiful. Well, I love that. And I sometimes look at it as the author is the spokesperson for their message. So they are getting to bring that forward. And the book is part of that. But they're the messenger chosen (laughs) to bring it forward and and to share it in the world. And one of the terms you're using is media, sharing it out into media and having that conversation in media. Would you define what you mean by media? Because I think we all have different things in our head of what that means. Yeah, so... If you were to ask me this 20 years ago, I would be saying radio, television, newspapers, um, but that landscape has completely changed. Um, mm-hmm. Even now, I, I've heard anecdotally of authors being placed on USA Today um, and Good Morning America, and it not actually meaningfully impacting their sales of, of their books because the audiences aren't what they were. But likewise, mm-hmm. I know of authors who have just done say, Instagram live tours or just appearances on, like, microblogs, and they've had great success in finding their community. So whereas once the most important and impactful thing you could do was to get in front of a huge audience, what's the most important thing now is finding a niche that you fit into. Um, and I think for every author right now, they need to try and look towards finding um, something more sustainable and smaller rather than aiming directly for the, the big leagues. Mm, beautiful. I love that. So really kind of getting in front of the right audience that engages versus just yeah. the huge audience or a name brand, so to speak, that people know that's not necessarily translating into effective results the way it used to, that that, that landscape has changed. Um, so that's that's great information to know for all of us who are not on the front lines in media all the time, really understanding 
some of how those dynamics. And I know you're a really big believer in taking people from where they're at and kind of growing that brand. And that can be a slightly different place for each one so that they're building success along the way. And we we are getting ready to go to our first commercial break. And I just wanted to plant that seed. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about what that means, what some of the um, top experts in the field are doing to continue to grow that brand and wherever you are in it, where you can start and where you can go. So we'll look forward to continuing our conversation in just a moment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Explore the poetry of Sam Yao. His book of poems, Soul's Journey, is a number one international bestseller. Sam is a contemporary poet with a unique and highly relatable poetic style to convey the essence of spiritual truths for our time. Readers will find beauty, inspiration, and healing in his words. Get his book, Soul's Journey, today on Amazon.com or visit SamYaoPoetry.com. That's SamYaoPoetry.com. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you had a moment to just pause and really take in all that Roy is sharing and have a couple of ideas or notes written down, particularly this thought about your brand as an author and Are you stepping into that space and really bringing it forward? And kind of what are your plans? How how are you going to do that? I think it's really smart to think about those things wherever you are in your journey as an author. If your book is already out, how are you going to continue the momentum? If it's coming out or you are getting ready to launch it, do people know about it? You You want to start to involve people all along the way and build that community, build that niche, especially with how media is working now. And I love what Roy was sharing, that it's not just what we used to think of these big name brands or getting on this particular show in TV and radio is going to be the thing that makes the difference. That in fact, it's really getting in front of the right audiences, building that community, more niche types of approach that are getting engagement. So Now that we know that, how are we building that into our author brand and um, increasing our visibility? Because here's what I know about visibility. If they don't know about you, 
if they can't hear you, they can't see you, they don't know you exist, you can't help them. Your content can't touch their life. So it's really important that we strategically, consistently find ways to be really easy to find by the people who need us most. And I think building a plan to do that, that includes media and includes your community and followers is really, really important. And so one of the things before we went to break that I mentioned is that Roy specializes in being really strategic about that. Taking someone from where they're at, wherever that is, and then continuing to move them to the next level, to the next level. And so I'd love for us to talk about that a little bit, Roy. What does that mean? And maybe there's an example you can give us of maybe a author that's newer in the media space versus one that's more experienced and how their journey might look different. Yeah, so... I'm going to go a little bit different, but I'm going to give you an example of a question that um, I get basically with, mm-hmm. with every client I work with. The, the first question sure. is, is this, this guy's on TV. He's an expert on parenting. I know more than him. Why am I not on TV? Um, and it's interesting because on paper, my client might be far more qualified, but the person they see on TV, they don't see the last five years they've spent building their own brand to get on TV in the first place. So mm. a lot of what people people want when they start a PR campaign is they want to be center stage right away. But when it boils down to it, they don't have the experience. And even if we were to create an opportunity where we could get them on Oprah, they wouldn't be ready, you know? Mm. They would actually be doing themselves a disservice by doing this. So what I always say to people at start is it's a long campaign to get to where these mainstream people are. And that's not a bad thing because the journey to get there is where you develop the skill set that you're going to thrive under the pressure and under these environments. So to start out, what I've always looked to do is is get people used to talking to media. You know, if that's getting them interviewed for regional newspapers, if it's putting them on podcasts, if it's uh, doing some social media appearances, all of this at the beginning is the most important thing. It's like anything in life. The more reps you get in, the better you're going to be at it. So as you start your journey into building your brand, you've got a unique opportunity to develop your skills because the worst thing that could happen for you is to you, for you to be thrown in front of the limelight before those skills are developed. Because as great as PR is for building your brand, it can also detrimentally affect your brand if you don't know how to deal with it properly. Mm. Powerful. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. I had someone I talked to one time who had had the opportunity to be on Oprah, and they shared how, wow, you know, it was this amazing experience, but I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't harness yeah. any sales or any followers or anything. I I thought that was the magic ticket. I just get there, I'm there, and my whole world would change. And they said, but you know what? I didn't have the systems in place. I didn't know how to manage that space. I didn't know how to harness it to have it serve. And so they were actually quite disillusioned around media and, you know, how does it really work? Because they thought that was the, the pinnacle, like that was the ultimate goal. And what they discovered is exactly what you're saying. It's the journey. It's what are you building? What are you putting in place? How are you directing people? What are you, do you have the systems in place to absorb that kind of possible response? Um, and do you know how to navigate powerfully in that sort of a setting? Anything you want to add to that? 
Yeah, so I think there, there's a few things. Um, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people, as you said, look at the mainstream media as the pinnacle of everything. Mm-hmm. But realistically, it's not. So you could get on uh, a TV show and have a million people watch you, but how many of those million people are going to be interested in your brand and what you offer? So mm-hmm. if you're super niche, a, a fraction of the audience might be interested. Or it could be the case where very, very little are actually interested. But if you were to be interviewed for, say, some sort of a magazine that's trade-related or some sort of a, a podcast that is about what you're into, you could gain you know, 10 times the followers that you could gain from being on a, on a national TV show just mm-hmm. because you, you get to target the direct audience. Um, I think that's great. I understand everyone wants to have the ability to say that I was featured on Oprah. But if you don't gain anything from that, it's not worth the grind. And likewise, as I mentioned earlier, I have heard of people who've gotten very big opportunities early in their in their brand building career, messed up the opportunities, um, and now whenever anyone Googles Jane Doe, they see a bad clip of her giving a bad interview, so they'll no media will reach out to her again to be an expert, you know? Mm. Yeah. And and one of the things I know that you do as you take people on this journey, can where they're at to where they're going and, and building that brand, there's a library that's created of these interviews and experiences. And can you share how that serves and what creating a clip of them and reusing them and repurposing and sharing them out again? What does that do? Why is that important for an author? Yeah, so, so there's a few reasons. One of the big ones is... Um, Producers for, for larger shows, they want to see what the person looks like and sounds like mm-hmm. um, because ultimately it's a, it's a massive risk. You know, if they have one spot on a TV show, they want to have the best idea of the person that they're booking has experience and can talk well under pressure. So we, to best serve our, our authors, we, we try to build up a, a back catalog of clips um, and have them talking on a range of topics. So if it comes to a pitching process, we can say, look, this is, this is our client, here they are talking about this, and this is how great they are about talking, uh, at talking about this. So it incentivizes producers to choose them because they can see they know their stuff, they know mm-hmm. how to present themselves, and they're a great conversationalist. I love that because it's not just about being an expert in your space. It's it's how you're showing up in those spaces too. And are you going to make the show yeah. amazing and and people want to listen and engage and serve? You know, that's part of the host's goal of whatever show it is, and they want to kind of a known. Um, know something about you so that as they're using that spot, they're using it to serve their show and the audience at the highest level. Um, And I think that's really important to remember because I think it can be frustrating when you see someone on television and you're like, wow, I have 17 times more experience and degrees and things than they do. And I don't even, what they're saying isn't even, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's right based on what I've seen. That can be frustrating, but that yeah. they're they're a known um, expert. They've kind of established themselves in the media space to be that go-to person. And so there's there's a journey behind the scenes that happens to have an expert be seen in that way. Any anything you would add to that? Yeah, um, it's it's very natural as humans to compare ourselves to others. But mm-hmm. we get a warped view of people who appear on TV. We we just see their 15 minute appearance. We don't see the years of practice that took place for them to get where they are. Um, so often I think it's good to have aspirations, but um, you know, comparison is a thief of joy. 
So what you need to do mm-hmm. is focus on your own brand, yeah. take tangible steps to get to where you need to be. And in the end, you can reach the heights of these people. Um, but, you know, you could get all the way there and realize that it doesn't best serve your brand anyway. So just focus on you, focus on your goals, and the rewards will come. I love that. And as as we're talking about this, I, I so often when I talk to people about media and campaigns, they're like, okay, let's do a month or let's test it out, um, do one campaign or do a couple month kind of thing. And Yet I I believe really where the magic comes in is in a longer approach, really looking at a year long or even multi-year sometimes. But, you know, year at a time can actually serve someone better than doing a one-time campaign. And it's good to do a campaign. You want to do that. But what are your thoughts when someone's trying to evaluate where they're spending their time and their energy and their resources in looking at getting things out there, um, what are your thoughts about doing that, that one-time, one-to-three-month kind of thing versus doing a 12-month type of approach? Yeah, so I think realistically, um, one-to-three-months kind of only works um, for people who already have a brand established uh, or, or have a way to to utilize any push that they get. So they've they've been in media before. They know if interview leads come in, they can do it, and it's fine, and they're happy, and they know how to manage their own brand. But for the vast, vast majority of people, a longer-term relationship is beneficial because they need the support to get to the next level, uh, and it might not even be a case that they're being constantly pitched for. It's the um, it's having someone to support them and help them if there's any PR crises, which is which happens to to basically everyone in the media space. There's always some bad PR that happens needs to be managed. But also, a year or longer gives it the time for a, a client to get to really know the PR, PR officer working with them and vice versa. So they can really refine the pitches and they can really know when to post. So, for example, we have one of the clients I work with is a cardiologist. Mm-hmm. And in Europe recently, there was a, a soccer player who had a, a cardiac incident during a match. So ultimately, he became... Our client became a expert in something that was needed in the media. So by mm. having a existing long-term campaign with us, it helped us to strike when the iron was hot and help him get coverage and basically provide additional knowledge um, and value to help media conversations around this incident. Mm. I love that. So then it, it creates this where there's a, a team kind of watching what's happening in media on your behalf with a longer vision. And there's a momentum yeah. that can be built on. And I love that striking while the iron's hot instead of trying to create the opportunity <laughs> to strike. So it, it yeah. allows um, leveraging of that. So I think that's that's really powerful. Uh, appreciate you sharing that. And one of the things that you do and we do in the packages that you have, there's a point where there's a, a press release done. And I think there's a lot of different theories and beliefs around press releases and when you do them, why you do them, how, what people want in them, that kind of thing. And one of the strategies that you use, which I just think is brilliant, is instead of that being the lead into the conversation, you use it after there have been um, a couple of interviews. And I'd love for you to share why that is. Yeah, so... My background um, was in journalism, and a big thing that I think people miss with press releases is the press release needs to add value. It needs to be newsworthy, because if not, mm-hmm. there's tens of thousands of press releases to go out every single day. And if, there's, if it's just essentially saying, 
I am so great, this is me, no news source is going to actually use it. But if you can frame a really great quote um, into something that's relevant right now, it's far more impactful and far more likely to be uh, posted. So like, as you mentioned, what I like Mm -hmm. to do is get my clients a few interviews. When they've been interviewed, um, I'll usually transcribe a few quotes that are newsworthy and relevant. uh, And then I will pitch that directly to a press release. Um, So it's got kind of a twofold benefit of one, it's, it's not really us writing to say our client is great. It's our client actually adding value that can be used for news. And two, this news is already socially proofed because a news outlet has already covered this, this person. So any media who says it will say, oh, they covered this over at, you know, X, Y, and Z newspaper. We should cover this too, you know? Mm-hmm. Love it. I love it. And then it's reinforcing bringing those interviews back to the surface again, <laughs> more life, more energy, yeah. more traffic, but it's already socially proved, which it is just, I think, just so brilliant. So for any of you out there that are um, doing press releases and using them, you want to think about that, not just what you're trying to announce and get out there, but how is it newsworthy? How is that quote? Or can you go back and use a quote from one of your interviews and kind of tie into that and weave that into the the press release. I just think it's such a a brilliant strategy and um, will help the long-term goals of building credibility in media, of expanding your brand. So thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. We are getting ready to go to our next break. And as we do that, listeners, I want you to take a moment, just breathe, really take in all the amazing insights and ideas um, and, and information that Roy is sharing with us. And we'll continue our conversation in just a moment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Explore the poetry of Sam Yao. His book of poems, Soul's Journey, is a number one international bestseller. Sam is a contemporary poet with a unique and highly relatable poetic style to convey the essence of spiritual truths for our time. Readers will find beauty, inspiration, and healing in his words. Get his book, Soul's Journey, today on Amazon.com or visit SamYaoPoetry.com. That's SamYaoPoetry.com. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Rebecca Hall Greider's Speaker Talent Search is looking for speakers wanting to get on more stages. With just one audition, you could open the doors to hundreds of speaking opportunities, reach more people, and expand your impact. Finalists get to audition live in front of leaders looking to fill all kinds of speaking opportunities. Apply now at SpeakerTalentSearch.com. That's SpeakerTalentSearch.com. We look forward to hearing your message. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Welcome back, everyone. I hope that you got some moments to think about all that Roy was sharing and some ideas that you want to consider or start building in. And I really think taking this longer approach, having a plan for a year that you're strategically looking at, how can I get in front of my people? How can I repurpose some of the things I've done? If, if I'm doing press releases, am I being strategic about what media actually wants versus what I'm wanting to get out there? <laughs> How can I shift that a little bit to have it adding value to the conversation or maybe reinforcing something I was quoted on in a, another publication because that adds just another layer and level. So some of those things that you can be doing. And what I like to remind everybody is this is not a solo journey. You don't need to figure this all out on your own. You can tap into experts to support you along the journey. And I'm hoping that some of this information helps you have a really good conversation with those that you're looking to support you so that you're on the same page, you know a little bit more of how media is working now and are perhaps looking at how can we do maybe a longer campaign to achieve some of the goals that you're trying to achieve, plus keeping your book in the news and driving traffic to it. So things to, to really be thinking about. And if you're wanting support, you want to have a deeper conversation, we haven't answered some of the questions that you have are bubbling up in you. I wanted to give you an opportunity to connect in with us. So the best way to do that is go to meetwithrebecca.com. That's a direct link to my calendar. And in the notes, put PR questions, <laughs> and we can have a quick conversation. And we're happy to answer those questions. I can pull Roy into the conversation if um, the questions go there so that we can really support you on the journey. So I wanted you to know that you're not alone in this. We're here to walk beside you to support you on your journey. We do have packages and offerings. We are absolutely happy to share with you. But a lot of times it's the beginning. It's that conversation that helps you determine what sort of support you want or need to do what you're looking to do. So we wanted to kind of open up the opportunity for that to support you um, beyond this conversation that we're having today. So please make a note of that, meetwithrebecca.com. That'll take you directly to our calendar. And just in the notes, put, you know, PR conversation. And then I'll know when we meet exactly what we're talking about. And we'll be able to support you. And then we can pull Roy in uh, to bring his expertise if that makes sense um, for the conversation. So one of, uh, and, and there are just a few more things um, I wanted to cover as, as we're coming back in, in, the, in the final segment of the show here. One of the number one questions I get asked, and Roy, I'm curious if you get asked this, is um, if I invest this, what am I getting? What's my guarantee? How, how do you respond to that? Yeah, so when people are guaranteed anything in PR, it makes me really sad because immediately I know that any brand that offers them guarantees, it just means that the coverage that they receive isn't going to be real organic coverage. What's going to happen is if they're guaranteed to appear on five websites, five websites are going to get paid a certain amount of money to feature this person. So the articles that are written about these par this person aren't organic PR. What they are is they're paid content and that's really not valuable because you want to be covered by outlets that are interested in your story. You don't want to just be covered for the sake of being covered because the people who will see those articles have no interest in you. You know, the audiences, any, any website that basically accepts paid posts, their audience aren't going to be an engaged audience. 
Mm. They're going to be an audience that is regularly, you know, force-fed content that they don't want. Um, so guarantees, in my opinion, are, are really bad. Um, you should never guarantee anything because what you want is a PR team that's going to support you on your growth, and they're going to pitch you to the best of their capabilities. But those pitches are going to be focused. And it could be the case where you could get 50 interviews or you could get one interview. But all the work that's being done is real and genuine. And that one interview you get may be worth, you know, more than any of the paid placements other outlets offer you. Um, so I think it's really important to remember that. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, 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 I like this because I think sometimes we're, you know, we're looking at ROI and we're looking at this in exchange for that. And the PR world is different. It's uh, marketing and it's exposure. It's having people strategically work with you. And I think it's important whenever you're looking at a PR group to work with that, you know, that they don't take everybody, that they're selective, that they really feel like they can represent you and um, effectively on media. Because guess what? Their brand is behind you too. (laughs) So it goes both ways. You want to be asking great questions. You want to understand what they're doing. And so like what we were saying that, you know, the same, the work, the strategy, the positioning is happening behind the scenes. And I know with Roy's group and our group, we're, we're, leaning into people we feel like we can make really great connections for that we have those that following that we get what they're about what they're wanting to bring forward and feel like we can position them really powerfully and effectively if we don't believe that then we encourage them to look elsewhere so you want to find a group or organization if you're looking for PR support that there's there's some sort of a selection process or conversation that happens to make sure that it's a good fit because though they can't guarantee this many interviews this type or this level they can say these are the types of places we go after we do feel like we could get you good reach taking um, this kind of approach you want to be able to have that kind of information in in looking at and evaluating possible firms to work with any anything you want to add to that Roy yeah yeah I think I think the selection and evaluation process is is huge. It's a really great point you made, Rebecca. I personally will not work with an author that I don't feel um, I can benefit. Um, I will mm-hmm. never take on a client unless I believe that I can add value for them. For me, as, as you touched upon, um, I have existing relationships in the media. The last thing I want to do is continuously push people that aren't right for the media. Uh, and likewise, I don't want to create false hope for people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like for like I, I've placed people with, with really big outlets. So I've placed people with, you know, reviews in New York Times and stuff. So what I wouldn't do is say to every client, Hey, I could get you a review in the New York Times because it's a lie. Because ninety nine point nine percent of of clients would not be a right fit for that placement. You know? And it's always a red flag if someone is willing to accept you without interviewing you, talking to you for a long time mm-hmm. or at least reading your book. Because at the end of the day, Anyone that I'm doing a uh, campaign with represents me as much as I represent them. And I need to be comfortable that the message they put forward represents me and what my values are and, and vice versa. Yep. 
Beautiful. There's that alignment. Um, thank you. And I think it's important sure. to remember that, that, that it really goes both ways and there needs to be a match and an alignment in order for it to be successful and powerful in those connections and relationships that have been built um, for the outlets that you're sharing them with to be served and for the author to be served. So I think it's important. All of that is looked at when people are evaluating and, and considering working with experts and getting support. So just thinking about our conversation and and what we've talked about today is there something that's just bubbling to the top of your mind like wow if only authors knew this from the media perspective or from the host perspective this this would make a big difference this is the thing that that we wish authors knew that we're looking to get into media what would that be yeah i think it's it's kind of a a show not tell mentality so you i know a lot of um People who represent themselves, basically, they'll constantly pitch out to, you know, any any website they see that has a blog similar to their uh, topic, they will say, hey, you need to have me, you need to show, you need to show my work, you need mm-hmm. to do this. But yep. instead of doing that, and you're basically going to be too abrasive and it's going to put off outlets from ever covering you. So a, a great thing is if you're working with yourself is to show people what you've done. So if mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's a podcast you've been listening to and you think, I would be an amazing guest on this podcast. Send them some clips of work you've done previously. Send them some information about you. And always be respectful um, of the time of people and media because at the end of the day, it's their job. And a lot of times, if you're not a right fit, they won't respond to you. But the worst thing in the world that you can do is continue to follow up or get abrasive if someone doesn't pick you. So just try to try to treat the media as a friend and help them out. Um, your job is to serve them. Their job is not to serve you. Mm. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. As you were saying that we have a a TV network and we have a radio show that we do as well as this podcast that we're on. And um, I do get information um, frequently from guests or people that would like to be guests. And you're absolutely right. They're sending me an email saying, you need to have me, my book's coming out. This is what I do. I'd be great value for your guests. And then they can sometimes be persistent. And I always respond and let them know the process. And very few end up doing it. It's so interesting to me. And that's something else. I think if there's a process you want to, and you want to be on the show, go through the process and there might be some hoops, (laughs) but if you want to be on the show, uh, they have those hoops in place for a reason. And it helps them in their process. So a lot of times I say, that's amazing. Congratulations. Well, if my team say that, this is how we select our, our guests. And here's where you go. And we, we open it up this many times a year. Here's all of the information. If you're interested, we'd love to have you apply. And and that's it. And a lot of places have a process. And if you are really interested in being on their show, you need to go through their process. And I know it can feel like everyone has their process and that takes time. But I love how you're saying, but you've got to work with them if you want to be on their show. That's their business. That's what they do in the world. And that's their process. And so honoring that, any, anything you might add to that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and this, again, kind of touches upon when you asked about campaign length for clients. Okay. So oftentimes, I'll have someone who listens to a podcast, says, I'm a great fit. My book comes out in a week. I want to be on that podcast next week. Oh, and they don't yeah. realize yep. that podcast is booked for the next three months. They don't mm-hmm. realize that they should have submitted a, a manuscript months ago even to be considered. And yeah. it upsets them. And then come the end of a month or, or a three-month campaign, they're upset that they couldn't appear on everywhere they wanted to. 
but they don't realize how long of a process media is. So, for, one, for example, one show mm-hmm. we're currently booking a guest for, their next slot is in the middle of January, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if anyone was want to be on that show uh, for a book launch, they, you know, they'd really want to be applying now, you know? Yes, I think that's that's so important. You're right. They're not adding, uh, allowing enough lead time, or I even find sometimes if they do the lead time, they're not making a firm commitment in their schedule, and then something yeah. comes up or last minute they're trying to reschedule, and it's probably not going to be possible. That is the opportunity, and if you reschedule, it actually hurts your reputation. It hurts the reputation of the PR yeah. firm, and it's um, the earliest, if they even consider rescheduling, would probably be another six months or out, and they're going to be a little unsure about that because they have built their programming and show six months in advance, and you just threw a wrench into that. So Yeah, and I would... As yeah. A, mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, as a, no, as a PR no, executive, I would be very upset. I would be mm-hmm. very upset with a client if I book them for an appearance and they, um, you know, they leave last minute, can't make the show. Because as I mentioned earlier, it's, we all work together. Our brands represent each other. So that's, mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, if you do have a relationship with a, either a media outlet or a PR company, be on time. Um, if you commit to something, follow through. Because if you don't follow through with media obligations, the media is going to stop calling you. And if you don't yeah. follow through with your PR team, your PR team have the right to stop representing you as well. And that happens more often than you would believe. Mm. Really important. And, the, and I was just thinking another tip, because I was thinking it would be great to give an interview tip. So we're just naturally going into that. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> is, <laughs> Um, make sure you have all your stuff and you know how to call in and all those kinds of things a couple of days ahead of time. Don't not the day of, not the morning of the show. They're already in the flow. They don't have time to stop and certainly the host stop and help you connect. You want to make sure you've checked all of that. You've got everything a couple of days in advance and you know the appropriate person to connect with if you're missing something. Because that also will not reflect well in media and, and can create complications. Um, the other tip I would give is if you have a free gift, if you have a link, if you have somewhere you want to direct people or 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 share Make sure that's okay before the show. So in some of the things you're getting information on, either ask the PR firm that's representing you if you have that, they're coordinating everything, or ask um, the appropriate party because you don't want to do something like that on media that is not in alignment with how things are done. Um, those are just some tips that can um, do harm to your brand and to media wanting you on their different platforms. Anything you'd add to that, Roy? Yeah, so something I like to to tell um, people I work with is it's all about them, but it's not all about them. You know, so when they're (laughs) on an appearance, they they need to push their own brand, but they also don't need to over-push and over-pitch. They need to add value for the interviewer. They need to make it interesting. But one of the most um, off-putting things you can do is talk about how great you are for 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> people people yeah. just don't like it, you know? So you, you need to be subtle. Um, you need to be receptive of what is being asked of you, and you need to add as much value as possible. And it might be the case where you've came in to talk about X, Y, and Z subject, and something different might come up that wasn't what you were expecting, but you can still add value to that conversation. And what that teaches media is that 
you have the skills to adjust to situations, you know, and you have yeah. the skills to talk about a, a multitude of subjects. And uh, yeah, so that, that's what you really should focus on is just being the best version of yourself. Beautiful. I love that. I was thinking back as an example of that to what you were talking about, the cardiologist. I mean, they probably had things booked when that incident happened. And if they had been booked on a show that um, was the day after, that may not have been originally what they're going to talk about. But suddenly that's going to be something the host is going to say, hey, you know, this happened. Um, and this is a you know healthy, vibrant person. Um, does that mean, you know, what does that mean for us in, in the space of car- having heart health? What does that mean? Are there things we need to watch about? Like they'll change the conversation because they're wanting to respond to what is going on in the news and media. So it's really important to um, yeah. go with the flow. Any Anything else that you'd like to yeah. Mm-hmm. So to add to that, that's another yeah. an interesting example. Um, the same client was on a TV station being interviewed about a book he had written. Um, and someone asked him a question about travel and COVID because he used to work in, in aviation medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So he ended up speaking about, you know, travel restrictions post COVID and how that's going to change the airline industry. And that got picked up by MSN, which has 40 million readers a month, you know, Mm. So it wasn't something that he, he had initially planned to talk about, but it got moved into a different angle, and that different angle got picked up by a much larger outlet, so it ultimately benefited him. Perfect. I love it. Thank you for sharing. I, I just appreciate your time today and giving us so much um, real information, because I just think there's so many myths and what we how we think it works, and it's a bit of a black box and mystery. So it's so um, powerful to have someone come alongside us and really share how it's working, what what is real, what are things we need to be aware of. I really appreciate your time today, Roy. Thank you for joining us. No problem. It's been great. I've really enjoyed talking to you. I'm so glad. Well, we've enjoyed it too. And listeners, I hope you've gotten great value out of this information and um, know that you can you can share this out. You can replay it if there's anything that we move through kind of quickly. I feel like there's a lot of great content today that I'd love for you to lean into. And I hope it supports you and know that we are always here to walk beside you and support you on your journey. So never hesitate reaching out. We're always happy to help you on your author's journey because your message matters. That pull you're feeling to bring your message forward, to bring your book forward is real, and it's because someone needs what you have in your voice, your way. So I encourage you to find ways to bring it forward today, not someday, but actively take steps to bring your message forward. Have an amazing week, everyone, and we'll look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Author's Journey. Please join Rebecca Hall Greider for another edition of The Author's Journey podcast every Monday on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until we talk again, use some of the tips and inspiration from today's show to guide you as you lean in to bringing your message forward. 